0: greetings and welcome to the mount calvary nation podcast hosted by mount calvary baptist church in dayton ohio where our pastor is the reverend s.n winston jr we thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you
1: let us rejoice, we get to rejoice, we choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our virtual worship service this morning. We're grateful just to be together even if only virtually. Our call to worship this morning is coming from Psalm 66. Starting at verse 1, here's what it says, shout for joy to God all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, How awesome are your deeds! So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. Come and see what God has done, his awesome deeds for mankind. He turned the sea into dry land. They pass through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. Praise our God, all peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. Psalm 66, verses 1 through 12. Let all the people praise our God. Listen, you're you're in your own home. You can be as loud as you want to. You can be as boisterous as you want to. You can give it all to him today. Because indeed, our God is worthy of our praise. Let us pray and enter in. Father, we thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you for life and health and strength you have given us this day. and We're just grateful, God, that you chose to give it to us. We thank you, Lord, for your plan that supersedes ours. Thank you for saving us, for filling us with the precious Holy Ghost. Thank you. Thank you for providing for every single need in our lives. And now, Lord, we have set this time apart to worship you in spirit and in truth, to praise God with our brothers and sisters virtually, to to study your word. Speak to our hearts, God. And may we not leave this experience the same. In Jesus' name we pray, and we thank you right now. Let all God's children shout amen. Amen. Let me go ahead and make just a couple of observations. Now there is a very special birthday um, that I missed. I was out last week. I appreciate the Mountain Media team uh, for playing that very appropriate rerun but i did miss a very important birthday our our oldest deacon our second longest serving deacon but he is the oldest deacon illinois simpson had a a birthday last week i think he was about 39 and certainly the mount calvary family wants to wish him a very happy birthday next sunday it is the first sunday in august already believe it or not And if the Lord says the same, we will have worship on wheels, praise in the parking lot at 1030 next Sunday morning. You can start pulling in about 930. Kingdom Force will be there ready to assist you so that we can worship God uh, at least on the same property, somewhere in proximity. We will ask that you would stay in your cars, uh, but we will be here on the parking lot next Sunday. Spread the word next Sunday at 10 30 a.m. Let me also thank you uh, Mount Calvary family and beyond. Some of you know that we took my wife to the emergency room a couple of weeks ago uh, where she was diagnosed with coronavirus and uh, and so we've been shut up uh, for the last 10 days or so but I'm happy to report that the Lord has kept us My wife is doing so much better than she was and I thank you for your prayers, uh, for your calls, your concern, for your offers to help. I would that you would keep uh, her in your prayers if you will. God is so good to us. I've been praying for you and I know you've been praying for me and I appreciate that. Let's let's jump into the word uh, C sharp is where we're I'm the preacher and the praise team today, so y'all bear with me. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills From whence cometh my help My help cometh from the Lord The Lord who made heaven and earth He said he would not suffer thy foot thy foot to be moved, the Lord which keepeth thee, he will not slumber nor sleep, oh, the Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade, upon thy right hand, upon thy right hand. will not smite thee by day nor the moon by night he shall preserve thy soul even forevermore The hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the Lord who made heaven and earth. He said, He would not suffer thy foot, thy foot to be moved. The Lord which keepeth thee. Not slumber nor sleep. Oh, the Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Upon thy right hand, no, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night shall preserve thy soul. Brother Dev, can y'all get a closer shot of me? I need them to see my face while I'm preaching. I won't have to work so hard if my expressions can help me. Thank you. By now, if you have been following, you know that at Mount Calvary, we are discovering the church that Jesus built. Remember he told Peter, Upon this rock, upon the revelation of who I am, I will build my church. And we are striving, we are endeavoring, we are studying to rediscover the church that, in, that Jesus intended for us to be. And since Pentecost Sunday, what many refer to as the birthday of the church, we have been in the book of Acts. You will recall that Jesus had promised in chapter 1 that power was coming. Sure enough, just as Jesus promised, when you get to chapter 2, they are gathered on one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind and filled the place that they were sitting in and they saw what looked like cloven tongues of fire that rested on each of them and the bible says they were all filled with the holy ghost and began to speak with other tongues tongues they had never learned but they began to speak as the holy spirit filled their mouths and what's amazing is that there were people there from everywhere but each one heard what the other was saying and understood in his own language and of course there were some haters who were standing around saying these men have to be drunk but brother Peter stands up he says these men aren't drunk as you suppose not this early in the morning this is what was prophesied in the last days God says I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh and Peter keeps on preaching and explains the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he lived, that he was killed, but that God raised him from the dead. And that day, they that gladly received the word were baptized, and that day, about 3,000 people were saved. Then, over the last few weeks, we've been concentrating on the next verse of Scripture in chapter 2, at verse 42. And they continued steadfastly. That is, they continually devoted themselves. They committed these disciples, these new converts, these baptized believers, these Holy Ghost filled believers committed themselves to four things according to this verse of Scripture. Let me remind you of what the first three are, and then we'll get into. Our scripture for today in just a minute. First of all, they committed themselves to the apostles doctrine. They committed themselves to what the apostles taught, the teachings that we have in the word of God. Secondly, they committed themselves to fellowship. They recognized that they needed each other. Thirdly, they committed to the breaking of bread they communed together and then finally and this is where we want to park for a little while today they continued steadfastly in prayers they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer prayer prosuke in the Greek prayer addressed to God prayer talking to the Lord that essential communion and communication With our lover and Lord. Prayer, that alignment tool that doesn't align God's will to ours but aligns our will to His. Prayer, where we worship God for who He is. Prayer, where we thank God for what He's done. Prayer, where we ask God for what we need. Prayer, where we express to Him the desires of our heart. Prayer, where we receive our marching orders. Prayer, where we ask him to bless others. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for the power and privilege of prayer. As a matter of fact, I can honestly say that I exist today as the result of prayer. My mother prayed for me. She asked God for me. I'm here as a result of prayer. And then when the doctors told her that uh, because of how old she was, there were likely to be complications, the Lord appointed people to pray for me even before I got here. There was a school bus driver who lived down the street who told my mother that the Lord had told her to pray for this boy that was coming. There was a godly woman in this congregation who would become like a grandmother to me. Miss Mabel Taylor, she prayed for me and I don't know about you but I'm grateful for prayer. I'm standing here by the power of prayer because there are some saints who every now and then talk to the Lord on my behalf and say, Lord, bless my pastor. Build him up where he's torn down. Strengthen him where he's weak prop him up on every leaning side i am grateful for prayer and just in case you've forgotten you are where you are because somebody prayed for you and somebody is praying for you had you on their mind took the time and prayed for you as a matter of fact you ought to just take a minute right now And thank God that even while you slept, even while you were minding your own business, even while you were out there, even while you weren't thinking about it, somebody was calling your name before the Lord. I could stay right there. I feel something moving on the inside, but I got to get on to the message. The, uh, The Bible says they continued steadfastly in prayer. The Lord reminded me of what Jesus said over in Matthew chapter 21 at verse 13. And that's, that's really where I want to go today. That's the scripture for today. Matthew chapter 21 at verse 13. And here is what it says from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer but you are making it a den of robbers. If you will give me just a little while, I want to preach from the subject identity crisis. Say that with me, would you? Identity crisis. You know what an identity crisis is, don't you? According to the dictionary, it is a period of uncertainty and confusion in which a person's sense of identity becomes insecure. It's the insecurity of losing who you are. It's the instability of not grasping who you were created to be. It's the dilemma of delusion. And it carries with it all kinds of baggage. When you're not sure of who you are, you are likely to allow others to treat you like somebody that you're not. When you're having an identity crisis, you'll do some things you normally wouldn't do. You'll hang out in some spaces you know you don't belong. You'll get in some entanglements that you can't get yourself out of. When you're having an identity crisis, uh, there's a lot that, that, that goes on, and my brother's and my sisters, I would argue that the church of today is indeed having an identity crisis. We are experiencing, experiencing some uncertainty and confusion about who we are and why we exist such that our own sense of identity is insecure. And when I read again what Jesus said when he was cleansing the temple I was pricked to my heart on behalf of the 21st century church of which we are all a part because Jesus could very well have been talking today. My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. I have designed it to be a house of prayer, but what I built is not what you're making it. I built a house of prayer, but you're making it into something else. Let's take a few minutes and study just some of the insight that's in this verse and allow it to remind us of who we are as the church of the living God. First of all, there is a word in this verse about residence. There's a word about residence. Jesus says, it is written... My house. Stop right there. There we have that little two letter possessive pronoun that indicates ownership. We've seen it before when Jesus told Peter, Up on this rock, I will build my church. We've talked about it before. It indicates ownership, and we are indeed his church. Purchased with his own blood. That that does indicate ownership, but there's something beyond ownership. In this case, it indicates not only ownership, but residence. Uh, Let me see if I can help to explain. It is possible to own something that you don't reside in. I own my car, but I don't live in it. I own a piano, but I don't live in it. I even own a rental property, but I don't reside there. Ownership is one thing, but residence speaks to intimacy. Let me see if I can explain Here's what, here's what the psalmist said, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, right? The world and they that dwell therein. In other words, everything is his, everybody is his, but as far as his residence, well, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3.16, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? He owns everything, but he dwells in you. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Acts 17, 24 says it like this. God doesn't live in temples made by man. My daddy used to say it like this. Out of all the places that he could be, he comes to live in me and the owner of the house who lives in the house gets to decide the purpose of the house the procedures of the house, the decor of the house the color of the house, the rules of the house the feel and atmosphere of the house, the owner and occupier of this house says my house shall be called, stop right there, I'm almost done not only is there a word about residence in this text, but secondly, there is a word about reputation. Jesus said, it's written, my house shall be called. That word there is trans that, that, that says shall be called, it, it literally means to bear a name or a title among men. In other words, men and women mankind humankind shall look at my house and it should be known as a house of prayer now let me be quick to say that we as the church should not be trying to make it seem like a house of prayer we shouldn't be trying to make it seem like we're praying all the time we don't pray to be seen or heard praying Uh, Jesus gave strict warning about that when he said when you pray don't be like the hypocrites they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners so they can be seen by others he says when you pray don't be babbling like the pagans who use a lot of words to say a little Jesus warns us against this but we should be known as the house of prayer there ought to be something about our existence that says these people commune with God. God. There ought to be some fruit that says these people talk to God. There ought to be something that says God lives here. God dwells here. God resides here. My house shall be called. My house will be known for prayer. Ah, that makes sense. It makes sense then. That's the reason why uh, when that, that's the reason why people ask you to pray for them. That's uh, because you are the church of the living God and we should be known for prayer. It's the reason why people who don't even know the Lord, when they get in trouble, they'll be in your inbox asking you to pray. It's the reason why people who say they don't even believe in God will ask you on your job, would you say a prayer for me? Oh, children of the most high, what are we known for today? We should be known as a house of prayer. But I, I, I have a question. What is our reputation? Is it a house of gossip? Is it a den of adultery? Does the church of the living God have a reputation as a house of swindlers? Are we a house of cheats? What is our reputation? Is it a house of hypocrisy, a house of prejudice, a house of judgment? The word says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And remember, the building is not the house. So even when we can't get to the building, we are the house of prayer. If a health crisis, a global pandemic keeps us out of a building... You can't keep us from prayer. The power is not in a building, the power is in you. That's who we are. My house shall be called a house of prayer. That's our identity, that's our character, that's our front line, not our last resort. That's our mindset. Listen, prayer is not our crutch. Prayer is our foundation. Prayer is our lifeblood. It's our nature. It's our makeup. It's not a cop-out. It's our secret weapon. My house shall be called a house of prayer. Not only is there a word about residence, not only is there a word about reputation, but then finally, there is a word about reliance. Reliance, that word just means confident or trustful dependence. You realize that's really what prayer points to. Prayer, talking to God, is just saying, I'm relying on somebody bigger than I, stronger than I, wiser than I, more powerful than I, who knows more than I do. Prayer indicates a reliance On somebody who can do something about whatever I'm going through prayer says God I can't fix this but you can prayer says God I can't heal this but you can prayer says God I can't change this but you can prayer says God I can't stop this but you can prayer says God I can't do this, but you can. Here's how the psalmist put it. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I like the way the old folks used to say it. Father, Father. I stretch my hand to thee, no other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, whither shall I go? And what I love about him is that he invites us to rely on him, he encourages us to lean on him, he wants us. To depend on Him. He tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. He tells us, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you the bible says be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication let your requests be made known to God the bible says call me and I will answer and show you great and mighty things that you did not know I can rely on him because the Bible says he's able to do exceeding abundantly above what we can ask or think I can rely on God because the Bible says he's the Alpha and the Omega I can rely on God Because the Bible says he's wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. I can rely on him because the Bible says he fed hungry folk, he healed sick folk, he raised dead folk, he delivered bound up folk. I can rely on him because he was wounded for my transgressions he was bruised for my iniquities the chastisement of my peace was upon him and by his stripes i am healed i can rely on him because he's my savior i can rely on him because he gave his life so that i might live he died on Calvary's cross But early on Sunday morning, he conquered death, hell, and the grave. He got up with all power in his hands. And prayer is how we tap into that power. Power to save. Power to heal. Power to deliver. Power to restore. Power to set free. Power to heal your broken marriage. Power to bring peace to your mind. Power to bring your children off the street. Power. Power. Prayer is how I plug into that power. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah.
1: My house. Shall be called a house of prayer. Listen, family, whatever else the church is known for, whatever else you are known for, because you're the church, it ought to be prayer. My house, hallelujah, thank you, shall be called a house, Mm, thank you, a house of prayer. Isn't it something that God who has all power says all you got to do is ask me. Ask me according to my will. Ask me in Jesus' name. And I'll be happy to do it. I'll, I'll let you into the power saints we need less talking we need less meeting less huddles we don't need another task force we don't need another zoom meeting we don't need another powwow we don't need another think tank we, we have talked out we have met out and now it's time for us to pray we cannot accomplish what God has set us to do without praying they committed themselves they devoted themselves the apostles doctrine they devoted themselves fellowship breaking of bread and they devoted themselves they devoted themselves to prayer may that be said of us as we strive to be the church that Jesus built let the church say amen Now, if you are watching and you're not sure that you're a part of his church, I'm not talking about coming to a building. I'm talking about having Jesus live inside of you. If you're not sure that you're a part of his church, let me tell you what the Bible says. God loved the world so much, that's everybody, period. That he gave his only begotten son, that's Jesus Christ. That whosoever believes in him, that's anybody, (laughs) should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the good news. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. That is good news. Here's what the Bible says. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. If you're not sure you're saved, you can pray today. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me, change me, fix me. Let him deal with that identity crisis. The identity crisis you're having, if you're not saved the identity crisis you're having is that you can save yourself. No, you can't. You can't be good enough to stop. <laughs> you don't have to wait till you get it all together to come to him. Listen, he's a wonderful savior. He's an expert at cleaning up what we mess up. Thank God. If you're giving your life to Christ, or if you want to be a part of the Mount Calvary family, just shoot a low, shoot us a message. Put it down in the comments today I gave my life to Christ shoot us a message I want to be a part of the Mount Calvary family and we'll rejoice with you God is a wonderful God listen you go enjoy your day the rest of your day you can give if you want to sow into ministry you want to give your tithe you can give by Givelify Uh, that app on your phone you do a couple clicks and you're done or you can text to give that number is nine three seven five four three five one six nine you can give that way you can give by cash app that cash app handle is dollar sign M T C A L M B C. or if you'd rather just give it to a person you can come up to the church the deacons will be here for about the next hour or so You can put it in their glove-covered hands. Thank you all for your generosity as we continue this work even in the midst of these uncertain times. Commit. Commit to study the word, the apostles' doctrine. Commit to fellowship. Check on somebody. Call somebody. You are not meant to go through life alone. We need each other. committed to breaking of bread they committed to prayer commit may we be known as a house of prayer in Jesus name until we see each other again now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Let all the saints agree together in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.